You are listening to episode 48 of the Playing Full Out podcast with Rita Hyland. Hello, I'm Rita Hyland, and you're about to discover what it means to position your business, career, and life to play full out. This show explores the way leaders just like you embrace and achieve their ambition without working harder or grinding it out any longer. So if you want to take your life, business, or career to a playing full out status and do so while being the happiest high performer in the room, then hang with me because this show shares everything you need to know using the best of neuroscience, transformational psychology, and a bit of spiritual wisdom to help you change fast, even when it's uncomfortable or scary, or you failed to do so in the past. All this so that you can enjoy more freedom and prosperity in your business and life. I'm happy you're here. Oh, one of the best parts of my job is that I get to be with people when they experience things they previously thought were impossible or were just a dream. I get very close to individuals during our work together, and it is super fun to be their witness from who they were to who they are now, to who they have become. And what makes this time of the year especially fun for me, is that I get a lot of emails and I get a lot of calls where we're getting the chance to celebrate the changes, the growth, the progress. And this year has not been an exception to that. I've been taking a lot of calls from those who I now refer to as the fulfilled, bold leader, those who are making life-changing impacts in their work and in their own lives, in their families' lives, in the lives of the people that they serve. And they are excited by their future, and they are peaceful in their presence. That is something that I noticed when I was talking to them. I find myself so happy in these conversations and really started to think, and I even asked them, what is the step that you felt was the boldest or single biggest differentiator from who you were to who you are now? And I got clear on that. And it's something that I want to share with you. I'm going to share the top five steps that took them from being the hurried, unheard leader they once were to the fulfilled and bold leader that they are today. The first thing that they acknowledged that it took. Step one was that they had to admit that their workload was not going to change, that the level of time they would have for things was not going to change, that yes, there could be tweaks made to strategies, and yes, they might have a good moment with, or with their boss or with their, you know, reducing their hours one week or not working on a weekend or completing a sale. But they really got rid of the illusion that something else was the problem and that when the new hire was onboarded or when the project got done or when the deal was completed or when this is done or that is done, then they could do their important work and then they could be the person that they wanted to be. The fulfilled and bold leaders I speak with own that it's not the work. It is me. Believe it or not, that can be a really hard step for the hurried, unheard leader because most will insist and are really determined to fix the external conditions 
And as a result, they get so obsessed with fixing the external conditions that they place too little attention on their blind spots or their own patterns or their own habits or their own fears that are actually in the way. And then they might get a glimmer of a shift or change, you know, maybe they don't work as many hours one week or, you know, something goes well in the business or work or in whatever, you know, a relationship. And then they just go back to saying, okay, I just got to, I got to do it better. I got to, I got to change the external condition. The step one that took every single one of the people that I've been speaking to this month who are the those who are experiencing the progress and growth that they so desired is that they admitted it wasn't them. It wasn't, it's it's not workload. It's not something else. It's me. It's not you. It's me. That is not just a line. That is something to be received. And I know personally for myself that my life changed the moment I admitted and owned. It's not something else. It is me. And I'll talk to a lot of individuals who call me and they'll say, I, I think I can get, I got this. I can do this, you know? And then they will go back to doing their thing. And then I end up hearing that from them in three or four months because when they admit it, they're ready to begin their work. The second thing that the fulfilled bold leader does, which is different, is that they sell, they negotiate, and they lead as themselves. They lead as himself or herself. The the hurried, unheard leader is trying very hard to get it right using everyone else's methods or style or what they're being told how to go about it or what they think or what they've learned or been taught all the way from childhood, quite frankly, and into the present. And, And so... They, in turn, are not just diminishing at times their level of success. They're destroying it. I'll give you a story. I've been married to my husband for almost 20 years. He does a lot of selling and negotiating in his work, and as many of us do in business. We actually both run companies. His is a product-based business. Mine is a service-based one. We both do things very differently when it comes to our businesses, but we're both successful in our own right. We discuss things occasionally. We throw things off of each other, but definitely do it in our own ways. And that's really the best part of being an entrepreneur and having your own business. Am I right? In our home is where it gets interesting. And occasionally we have to hire, you know, contractors or make purchases or negotiate things. And we work together. And Recently, and by recently, I mean in this past week, I had to replace my car because my other one was, the lease was complete and a little time sensitive. We waited a little bit, just I waited a little too long. And so we're coming up against the deadline of when the car has to get turned in. And I was starting to ask him how he would, you know, approach this negotiation. And I found myself taking copious notes of what exactly I was going to say and listen to how, what his approach and style would be. And then I started to deliver that approach and style, his, via me. And what I found is that the first car, we had it done and I was just to send something over within 
you know, and there was no time. So three hours later, I confirm. They said, we've just sold the car. I'll just tell you the long and short. The reason was because I am sure they were annoyed by how I was approaching it. And it wasn't because of the what. It was because of, it wasn't my style. It wasn't genuine. It was a bit awkward because I was trying to do it a different way than my own. That happens all of the time. And the fulfilled bold leader doesn't do that. They don't sell, negotiate, or lead as anything but themselves. What I'm saying specifically, and I'll give a different example, is working with a gentleman who is definitely a service type manager, but has a sales goal. I mean, when I met him, he is wicked smart, wicked smart. I said to him the first time I met him, I'm like, basically, you're a diamond in the rough. I mean, so smart, so efficient, can get stuff done in half the time of others. But the one thing that he wasn't doing is that, and he, but he, and he was frustrated by it, is that he wasn't being recognized and, and, and pushed forward to lead at higher levels despite his, his solid work. And one of the things was the sales that was not getting at its, the level it was supposed to be. So we worked on some things. And in the end, when he started selling the way and being who he was in the process, which was organic natural, authentic. It was irresistibly attractive. The strategy here is to tell stories about yourself. Be honest, be vulnerable. Don't do it the way you think you should, but be yourself and others will appreciate that. There are so few in the world who are authentic that it's just irresistibly attractive. It makes you a rare find. Be that way and be mesmerized every time we got down to the look at the success formula that he would identify for why these deals were going through at rapid rates is he says, I'm being more vulnerable. And I found that interesting because that's not what a left brain logical person would want. It's the same with me and going through the car. This, the one that we're actually, I'm going to actually get is because I've had an organic, personable, normal relationship with the individual in the past 48 hours. And so be aware that things are rising and falling, whether you are being you. Third thing that was noticeable about the fulfilled, bold leader is that they know how to relinquish control. Control is an illusion that often controls the hurried and unheard leader. Control's all about fear. And there's two ways in particular that I see that the hurried, unheard leader is, is, is really seeking control. And the first is outcome. They believe that they know how to do it and that they can do it better. So they take it all on and then they go too deep, which prevents them from getting either A, what they want or being able to make the impact that they can by going wide. And the worst part is that they do it under the guise that they must. They have to do this for the client. They have to do it to get it done right. And they want to perfect and they have their hands in a lot. And it causes not only problems for their team and they're keeping their team back or frustrated because they're suffocating them, but it also keeps them from the very thing that they say that they desire, whether that be more time for the things they truly value and or making the level of change and difference and positive influence on other people. The second place I notice control and where the fulfilled bold leader gets it and makes the shift is that they don't try to control people. They're not obsessed with 
keeping people from judging them. Because here's the thing and the strategy here is that they know that people are going to judge. People are going to judge. And when you get that, you can make so much more movement and progress because you're no longer manipulating and trying to control the other people's opinions of you. Don't fool yourself that you have control over anything. When you stop trying to control the way everything happens and align yourself with being the kind of person who does the kind of things you want to create, you can experience the same level of fulfillment as the individuals that I have been speaking to of late. Think about it for a moment. Do you think that those who are making the difference or making the progress or experiencing the growth that maybe you would want are really concerned with what someone on Grace Street is thinking or what someone over on Instagram thinks of your latest post or whether that idea that you tossed out in the meeting was the one that was recognized or chosen. They don't care. I don't think Bill Gates, I don't think Warren Buffett, I don't think Oprah, I don't think any of the people that are, you know, the mega movers in the world that are helping people at at profound levels and making changes, I don't think that they are obsessed with what other people are thinking or saying of them. They're operating from their own better selves and navigating and making their own mistakes along the way. The best advice I can give, and I wish I knew it long ago and I gave it to my kids, I do give it to my kids now, is that give people back the right to feel the way they want of you. It's not your business. It's just not your business. I will call a time, a personal story. It was a conversation with a family member and she was judging how I was, I think, getting my kid fast or not fast. I was getting my kid to the doctor. And there were likely a slew of other things. But I understood I wasn't confirming her program. And that's usually why people are judging you. If you're doing something different than another person, which you need to as a leader, they're not going to necessarily confirm it or like it. But you don't need that. You don't need their permission either. But I remember it just it came out of my mouth in a loving way when we were in a conversation is that I am not attached to whether you like me or you don't like me. If you do, that's great. And if you don't, that's great too. I'm okay. And it doesn't mean I love you less or I don't, or I like you less. It's just that I don't need it. And I will tell you, that was probably one of the most profoundly liberating experiences. When you can get to a place where you can say, have at me with whatever you want to judge or feel, that is your business. That's your job. That's your brain. That is not mine. I can't begin to control the the billions of people on the planet. And you can't either. And the fulfilled, bold leader knows that. And what happens when they let go of trying to control that is that all of a sudden they have hoard more energy, time to actually grow and progress the things that really do matter to them. Okay. The fourth thing that the fulfilled, bold leader does is that they redesign their days. They fill their days with their most important work and they give up the stuff that's not their most important work. Previously in the in the space of the when I first meet them and the the hurried unheard leader, they're busy. They are in everything as we said and they're distracted and they're really doing that likely because it's easier to do the lower value work than it is to do high value work. The first thing it requires, in part like a strategy, is acknowledging that all work isn't created equal. 
that there is five-star work that only you can do and that that's where your attention needs to be. That's where your momentum is gained. One of the most fun strategies that people, you know, have done and that we've had them do is is to look at categorizing their work into four different levels of value. So $10 work, $100 work, $1,000 work, and $10,000 work. And I encourage you maybe even over the next week or two is to start to identify you know, put your tasks that you have all day into one of those four categories and notice, are you doing a lot of $10 work? You can do this both at work and you can do it for your home life. Are you doing $100 work? And how much of your day is spent doing $10,000 work? Your job is to have two hours at least a day in the zone of your $10,000 work because that is your most important and impactful and the place where you also are the probably the happiest because you're probably proficient at it. But that requires in the redesign of your day that you are not leading from, this is your second strategy, from your to-do list, but rather from your calendar. We talk about this, I've talked about this in another podcast, but this is game changing. Once you've done your, figured out what your highest value work is, you then identify three critical pieces that you should do every single day, the critical few, as they call them, the three things that no matter what else gets done, they get done first. Sometimes, and, and, and there's a much deeper way of planning a week than what I'm saying right here. But this strategy, if you know your most important work by doing the 10, 100, $1,000, $10,000 work exercise, and then you identify your critical three things that make an impact to your overarching goal, The next piece is to get them calendared and follow the calendar. This was very big for me, and I was a pro at it for a very long time. And then it started to wane a little bit during this past year where I was getting more reactive to things. So I have returned in these past two months to making sure I'm calendaring, and it is a game changer. Be aware that the bold and fulfilled are definitely designing their days as opposed to their days defining them. The fourth thing that the Bold Fulfilled Leader does is that they are radically candid. They call out the elephant in the room. They say what's not being said, but that needs to be said. It's like 101. It is getting to a space where you have the confidence to acknowledge and say what's not being said, as opposed to going along with status quo or not being even kind enough to to support another person by being candid or frank. I think of the book, The Princess and the Pea, and the way that they were able, the prince and I guess the king and queen maybe were able to figure out who the princess was, is that they wanted to know which princess felt and acknowledged that there was a pea under the hundred mattresses. And the one who got up and said there is something underneath my mattress. That was the real princess. And for you, that's the real sign of a leader. I read about a concept of radical candor in an article long ago by Kim Scott, and I realize she has a book on the topic now for which I have not read. But the idea of radical candor, which I do promote, is that you're so candid because you care more about someone else than yourself and about keeping yourself safe. 
And the hurried, unheard leader is not direct or candid. They tiptoe. They try to keep the peace. They use hope as a strategy that maybe something will just go away or self-correct. And well, I guess I can share a story here. There was a man who came to see me. His name was Kevin. I believe right out of the gate, he told me that his wife wanted or was making him come to talk to me. He was clear he didn't want to be here. And he hadn't had a job. He was a high-level leader, hadn't been at a a job for two years. He was really concerned about his ageism and and these things that were happening, how the corporate world was working. He was certain that he was being discriminated against, in essence, and that he was never going to find anything. And I sat there and I realized I probably was never going to see Kevin again. And I recall as he continued on and I could feel the pulse of his anger with the world that I had a moment where I was going to either get to be radically candid and change his life or not. And the easy thing for me would have been to send him on his merry way and agree with him and give him some tactics. But I didn't. I called upon everything and I, I, I do it in a loving way. That's what's key is, is your intention love when you're being radically candid? And I shared with him what I was getting that I knew nobody else was willing or had been willing to tell him. And he owned it. He, he, he shockingly took it in and we continued on with the conversation. But long and short, it's four weeks later, I got a letter from him that said that he had unbelievably gotten the job that he wanted in the area that he wanted at the the money level that he desired. And so that's what it means to be radically candid. The strategy for you and for the fulfilled bold leader is to say what's not being said. The very specific I sense or what I'm hearing is this and say it. It, it, It's like bursting or lancing a, a horrible boil. It's like, get it out because then you can actually spend the time. I'm the first to call out what it is that I see. And that's what I notice the fulfilled bold leaders are doing now when I'm talking to them. That's how they are approaching things differently than what they were before. The final and most important thing that was in common with all of those that I spoke to and what they would attribute their shifts and their level of, of fulfillment at this time is that the fulfilled and the bold recruit and work with a coach to accelerate their progress, to work through their roadblocks so that they can take their life and their work to the next level. It's people of all levels. I mean, Oprah, Serena Williams, Bill Clinton, all of these people have coaches. All of those who are doing things and and, and showing up at their best levels are because they have coaches. People don't achieve success on their own. And the fulfilled and the bold leaders know this. Those who are successful understand this. They use coaches to put the decision and actions and emotions that they need to and want to make. So there's three things you might say, well, how do I find a strong coach, Rita? There's three things that I would encourage you to look for. The first is, do they have the right experience for what you need? Is this a person that you need to sell your company? That's different than a person who's there to help you to change your career or your leadership or to transform another part of your world. The biggest thing that I think that everyone should look for is, is the coach that you're looking for getting the results for the clients that you want, but then more specifically, just are they getting results? I firmly believe 
that the success of a coach is measured by the success of their clients. So if you have, if a coach has a fancy program or, or, or website, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's how successful are their clients in whatever transformation that they're looking for. And you can look for that by asking for referrals, by asking to talk to somebody's, you know, who the coach has worked with. The third thing to look for and the third strategy here is to see if they have the right format for you. Do you want one-to-one coaching? Do you want group coaching? You know, one-to-one used to be the the gold standard. And for some, it still is. You have to know what's best for you. There's a lot of power in group coaching as well. It's a personal decision. I encourage you to try both in your life. I have coaches in a lot of categories in my world. These are the five key steps or ways of being that I called it down to when I asked. It's what had them go from unhurried and unheard to fulfilled and bold. I don't need to tell you that deep down you have something that you know needs to be heard or an impact that you need to make to support others. And there is no better time, and that can be said loosely, but really, really, there is no better time than right now for you to get out of your own way and out of your own comfort zone and even to be awakened to, did I have a comfort zone? I've done pretty well. I'm pretty independent. I I got it going on. But is there something else? The good news is that very soon we're going to be sharing details about my latest program to help you. It'll be a more of a group coaching format. And I've worked on it. And my team's been working on it. So that at the end of 2021, you can be the person calling me in amazement of all the fun you've had, unleashing and excelling as you always knew you could. In the show notes, we are going to have a wait list that you can join to hear more about the details when they're released. The program is the Bold Leader Life School. It is going to be fantastic. It's everything that I wished I'd known and what my leaders wish they'd known and couldn't believe they didn't know before. All right. So you're going to get everything and there'll be, there'll be details about this. I can't end right now without telling you how much I appreciate you being a part of my audience and listening. I want for you to have a amazing holiday season, first and foremost, regardless of what you celebrate. But then the next thing is, is I want you to have your most magical new year. I am dedicating myself to supporting you in doing that. When you become a part of my world, I am your number one fan. I am your number one supporter. And I look forward to whatever it is that you create in 2021. I look forward to you sharing that with me. And I know that when we all grow, that the world becomes a better place, both at home and in our businesses and organizations. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you for being with me today. By you listening to this, it tells me you're interested in growing yourself and likely not just for yourself, but to positively influence others as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share this with your friends and colleagues. When leaders like you grow yourself and then grow others, we all are positively impacted. If you have questions, I'm here to answer them and may even use them in our upcoming podcasts. Go ahead. You can send those questions to Breakthrough at RitaHighland.com. Remember, a half version of you is not enough. The world needs the full version of you at play. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. 